As a small business owner, have you ever felt overwhelmed by the pressure of choosing the right hire or leading a team? Or have you ever found yourself tolerating a bad hire because you fear trying and failing again as you repeat the hiring process? If so, you're not alone and you are in the right place. Welcome to the Growing Your Team podcast. The Growing Your Team podcast teaches business owners like you to expand your unique business by teaching you to master the hiring and team management process. Hiring and managing a team does not have to be a challenge. You just have to learn to do it right. And the Growing Your Team podcast teaches you how to become a confident leader who hires right every single time. Now, let's jump into the show where each episode, you will learn tips on how to identify what type of help you need on your team, how to source amazing candidates, how to conduct interviews that lead you to your idea team member, how to onboard successfully, and how to lead every person in your business so you have a team of rock stars who you are happy to pay every single paycheck. So let's jump in and teach you how to hire like a pro. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. So there's one thing that you might have noticed about growing your team. If you search for us on the different social media platforms, one of the platforms we are not on, at least right now, I can't say we will never be on it. I hope we never have to go on it, is TikTok. And I have my reasons for not really being on the platform. I'm not on a personal side either. But me not being on the platform is not really the purpose of today's conversation. But one of the things that I have noticed about the platform is typically in my Google newsfeed, I'll get articles about different things and different posts that have gone viral on TikTok. And sometimes I go and read them and sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, this was the biggest waste. Like really this post went viral. And then there's other ones where I was just like, ooh, that was, that was really good. That's some really good things, things that people shared out there. Well, it turns out a lot of the ones that I get have to do with things going on in the hiring space. There's a lot of people out there that are recruiters, typically in the HR corporate world that go and share things for helping candidates through the process. And some of these posts that I'll go and read about just leave me really low, well, like flabbergasted. I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe people are giving candidates this information. Like, this is horrible. And not horrible as in they, they shouldn't necessarily be telling people about this, but horrible that in some companies, this is actually true. And for example, the article that I read this morning, it was five things candidates should lie about during the interview process. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, first off, candidates should never be told to lie about anything. But then looking through the reasons of why she selected these things and what she was telling the candidates, I was just like, wait, what? Like, having a candidate lie about this is pretty much a way to get a warm body in a seat and not ensuring as the organization that you're finding the right person for you. 
And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, as long as this isn't your first thing, you probably have heard me say over and over and over and over again that you really need to find the right person for you. Just because someone's good at what they do does not mean they're right for you. And we really focus on how to identify and find your idea candidate, which might be different than another company and another organization. So when recruiters are out there, when uh, corporate HR recruiters are out there telling people to lie about who they are so they can get a job, just leaves me saying, then you're not, as a candidate, you're not finding your right home. And as a company, you're not finding your idea candidate. So you're putting yourself in a position where the wrong person comes in because you're more worried about hiring a body and therefore you're gonna have higher turnover rates. You're gonna have disgruntled employees. You're gonna have people feel that they're not connected to your culture. So one of the things I wanted to do today is to really talk about these five things that they were telling candidates to lie about because mostly they were telling candidates to lie about certain questions that they're like, oh, well, this is really what the company's looking for when they ask for that. So this is how you should answer the question to tell the company what, what they want to hear. And yes, as companies, as people that are interviewing, we want to hear certain things from the candidate, but we want to hear the truth. We want to hear what aligns with our organization to identify if this person is the right hire for us. And we don't want to hear some made up answer that doesn't actually tell someone who they are. So we're gonna go through these five things that they told candidates to lie about to fit what the company is looking for. And we're gonna talk about what you should really be looking for when you ask these questions. And I'm gonna give you some examples of from clients of mine where we have asked these questions during the interview process and or similar questions and what we were really trying to uncover. And let me tell you, with different clients, we ask these exact same questions and our goal is to uncover different information. So there's not a one size fits all thing with these questions. And it's really gonna depend on what your organization wants and needs. So we're, like I said, we're gonna jump into those five things and really help you understand that if you're asking these questions, what you should be looking for or how to determine what you should be looking for. And if you're looking for the standard across the board, really plain vanilla answer, that maybe asking these questions is not right for you. And you need to ask something else during the hiring process because you have enough candidates to interview, you have enough stuff that's going on in the hiring process, you do not need to waste your time with interview questions that are not uncovering what you really want to know about a candidate. So let's jump in. So the first thing that they were telling candidates to lie about is to the question of where do you see yourself in five years? And this is a question that we, I actually just created a hiring strategy this week that we included this question on. And their, um, their response that they said that people should really give is something that's like here at this organization. Well, that's great. Yeah, maybe you can say, though, that's pretty obvious. That's what we want to hear. We want to know that people want to stay here because we're looking for longevity. We're looking for the team member who is not going to be a quick turnover, that is going to really stay here and make an impact on the organization because we don't want to constantly be rehiring. And that all makes sense because that's what everyone wants, long tenure with their team members. But guess what? 
long tenure looks different for different companies. So the organization that we just included that on there, they wanted someone who would come in and really help move things, grow things, really make a bigger impact. So while they might still be in the organization five years in the future, they don't want someone who's going to still be in this position in five years. They want someone who is the go-getter, who wants to grow their career, who wants to get to that next level. And if they can't get it here, then they're going to go elsewhere once they really gain those skills. Ideally, they want that person to give them that time and effort and help grow their organization and create those next positions and everything here. But they want the person that's so determined to really get to that next level in their career that they'll go elsewhere instead of staying here and being stagnant. That is what's important for that organization. I've had other people where it's like, we really need someone in this position for a long time, for a long time. So we want someone who possibly is coming in and they're older in their career and they're planning on retiring here. So as organizations, you're looking for different things and you really need to know what is it that you're trying to uncover about a candidate? What makes your idea a candidate? What makes someone a go-getter? What makes someone, if that's important to you, what makes someone gonna be in this position for the long-term if that's what's important to you? So yes, you are looking for something specific, but what's specific to you might be what's different specific to another candidate. And we don't want candidates to come in and just tell us what they think we want to hear because that here at the organization, lie might knock out a candidate that's really the person we want to hire, but they they think we want to hear something instead of being truthful. All right, so the next one is why are you looking for a job? Why are you looking for a new opportunity? This has been one that over the years we have started adding to almost every one of the interview guides that we put out there. And we've discovered that this question is super, super important when candidates tell you the right information. Why? Because why they're looking for a new opportunity helps you understand why their most recent opportunity wasn't right for them and can help you uncover if your opportunity is right for them. Are they going to want to stay with you long-term because this is the right place for them? So for example, if they're leaving to look for a new opportunity because they had an hour commute each way and they're just tired of taking all that time away from their family, their household, from being able to do other stuff for themselves, and you're like, okay, well, ooh, we're, kind, we're kind of far as well, maybe they're not the right candidate. If they're telling you that they're leaving because there was no room for growth in their organization, well, what does that tell you if you're a small business who doesn't plan on having significant growth over the next few years? That they're only going to be here temporarily and then move on. So with this question, once we find out those answers, sometimes it will disqualify a candidate from moving forward because we're like, okay, that really is something like why they left that organization is 100% going to happen here. So we just need to like not not invite them in because they're not going to be happy here. But other times it gives you opportunity to discuss things farther as the interview goes on. Is this really a deal breaker for them to really help them understand who it is and what you do and how you operate and what your culture is? Your culture matters. 
how that person is going to come in and operate and fit into that culture matters because people want to be happy at their job. And if they're leaving because they had a horrible boss and your leadership style is exactly the same, or they're leaving because the culture did not align with them and your culture is exactly the same, you don't want to hire that person because guess what? They're going to leave you soon as well. So this is a very, very important question that uncovers so much valuable information when the candidate tells the truth. All right, so the next one that is on their list is they tell people that you shouldn't say anything like your true feelings about your boss or coworkers. This kind of thing ties back to the question before. And when they're telling candidates to lie, don't tell them that you didn't like your boss. Don't tell them that you didn't like your coworkers. Don't tell them that, you know, your boss was a micromanager and you needed to get out of there. And it's once again, like, I think people need to tell the truth. I think there's different ways to word the truth here. Like, if you just go off of this horrible tirade about your boss being this horrible, horrible person, your coworkers are idiots, yeah, that's probably a candidate you don't want to bring in because they're they're very they're very much in a negative space and can only express things negative to, negatively. And yet, as a candidate, that might be the space that they're in, but it's you're, it's kind of a lot of risk there. But if they're able to tell the truth of like you know, I always had coworkers that no matter what happened were throwing me under the bus, and I'm really looking for a supportive supportive environment. I'm looking for something where we have each other's backs and you don't always feel like it's me against everyone, that we're really a collaborative, supportive team can tell you a lot. So you don't want people to necessarily lie. That is one of those questions that maybe you want people to be a little tactful with their answer, but you don't necessarily want to lie. And that's also one of those things that we don't necessarily ask that question, you know, what do they think about their boss or their coworkers? unless we have a specific reason to. And typically we phrase it in a little bit different, differently. You know, sometimes we'll ask like, what would your coworkers say about you or things like that, depending on what we're trying to uncover. I honestly think if you're asking someone to tell them their true feelings about the co- their boss or coworkers, you're looking for reasons to disqualify a candidate for things that might not be worthy of being disqualified for. So, That is one of those questions, unless you have a specific, specific reason to ask, I say don't even ask about that. Because you have to remember, people are leaving because where they were was not a good fit for them. You're already asking, in some cases, why they're looking for a new opportunity. Don't bait them into giving a negative answer that then you're going to disqualify them for unless you're looking for something specific. So for example, if you've had a series of employees that badmouth their coworkers or always throwing their coworkers under the bus and maybe you're wanting to avoid that, that could be a good question because you want to avoid certain behavior. But if that's not the case, then just skip that question completely. Don't give them something that they feel like they need to make up an answer for, they need to lie, that they're not comfortable telling the truth because they're afraid it's going to disqualify them. Just, just skip it. And I'll tell you a little tip. If there's consistent problems going on with a lot of your employees that you're wanting to avoid that behavior in the office, it could very well be a management issue and not a hiring issue that you're allowing that behavior to continue, even though it's behavior that you don't want. 
So one of those things that we talk about a lot about setting expectations and actually enforcing the expectations and, and everything there. So, all right, but let's move on. So the next one is they tell people to lie when asked about their hobbies. This is one, when I saw this on this list, I'm like, wait, what? And not because we're telling people to lie, like that, that is like a big thing for me is, why are you even asking this question? We shouldn't care about people's hobbies when we are interviewing, because guess what? What people do outside of the office is none of your business. I know sometimes you look and it's like, well, well, we want people to align with our values. We want this, we want that. Well, guess what? You need people to align with your values while they're working and really what they do out of the office, how they spend their time, whether it's sitting on the couch, whether it's running marathons, whether it's rescuing dogs, doesn't matter because it does not impact their work performance. There have been some cases where we don't ask that question directly, but we ask questions that kind of lead to possibly uncovering some of that information. And when we ask that type of question of figuring out who is this person outside of work, there is typically a direct connection to the position. So for example, I was once working with a client that worked in the food industry. When we were hiring for a sales director, we really needed someone who was a foodie. That food was an important part of their life because they're going out and talking to foodies all day, every day. They're talking to brands that these owners of these brands, food is their life. Like they are so, so much foodies, the people they'll be interacting with that we really needed someone who could connect with these people on that level. It was really connected to their job because their job revolved around food every day, all the time. It could be one of those things if you're hiring for a marketing director, you don't want to hire someone who has no intention and is not if ever using your product or services that they're, they're like, oh, you're an outdoors company? Oof, I hate the great outdoors. Because they're probably not going to really be that person that's going to be able to give you everything that you want in their role. But we don't come out and straight and say, hey, tell me about your hobbies. We figure out other questions that are business related that pull out the information that we need. Because why should we not be asking about our ho the hobbies again? Because it's not a business question. So if we need to find out stuff about a candidate, how do we ask it so it's a business question that uncovers something that we need to know about the candidate? Their whole thing is like, well, people want to know that you sound professional and interesting. Guess what? Asking about their hobbies does not tell someone if they're professional in the office. I mean, you can go and read every business book that ever existed in your free time and still be a horrible employee because you just absorb information and you never apply it. You could be the type of person that is out there uh, socializing every weekend and not be a type of person who's going to use and leverage your network in an office because you see that as they're my friends. I'm not going to sell to them. So it's asking questions to really uncover what you need to know about a candidate and what they do in their free time does not necessarily reflect how they're going to operate in their business time, in their professional time. All right. The last thing where they told candidates to lie, I was just like, once again, like, this is horrible. Nobody, nobody should be telling candidates to lie in this area is to embellish your job description and titles on your resume. 
And the reason why I was like, oh my gosh, is this, is this serious? Is this is an area where these lies could 100% be caught. And what, what are you going to do when you catch a candidate lying? You're going to say, I don't care how great you were. You just lied to me. I can't trust you. You don't have integrity. I'm not going to bring you in which is exactly what you should be doing as a business owner. If you catch a candidate lying, you should not be hiring them. And job titles, uh, there are sometimes in certain states and everything you can't call someone's current employer without permission, but you can call their past employers and and ask them. If, you're, if someone says, I was the VP of sales, because that's where they felt like their roles and responsibilities were, and they're like, no, when they left here, they were... Uh, a junior sales associate, you're going to look and like, wait, what? And I, and I do agree that sometimes titles don't tell you everything. And that's why when we teach people to look at resumes, we don't look for exact job titles, except in a few cases where it, it really does matter. Like, for example, we work with some people in the medical field and we, for hiring an experienced therapist, we want to make sure they've had a job as a therapist before. But there's other places where titles mean nothing inside an organization. A VP over here could be an, a, a junior position over here. Like, it's titles are not consistent across the board. So we always say, don't look at titles anyway, look at what they did. But a candidate shouldn't lie about their job title. So we really want to look at what this person did in their role. But now they're also telling people to lie about their job description. And I think when we're telling people to lie about their job description here, they're telling people that have taken the lazy, easy way out to embellish. So one of the things they say is, if you are a person who's worked way above and beyond your job description, but aren't getting paid for it, you want to put that above and beyond work. Well, of course that candidate should put the work that they've actually done. The lazy way of creating a job or creating a resume and a job description is to go back and say, hey, this is the job I applied for. Let me just copy and paste everything in here. And yeah, when you're writing a resume, sometimes that's a good start of copying and pasting the job you were hired for. But you also actually need to put in there what you've what you've done, what your accomplishments were, you know, things like that. So if you did stuff outside of that job description, well, 100% it should be on your resume. But that's not embellishing. Yeah, we really need to make sure that we're asking candidates to be honest, that we want candidates to be honest in the process. And when we're looking at a resume, that we're actually looking at what this person did. You know, if they're if they have a title, because I know this happened to me in a role before. I had a title of marketing and PR director, which let me tell you, it was my first job out of college. I did not deserve the title of director, but I had the title of director. And there were things I did that were way out of marketing and PR. Guess what? I still included them on my resume because it's what I actually did in my job. And so that's what we want to look for is what did people actually do in their job? We don't care if it matched the, the title. We don't care if it matched the job description. We understand that some positions in some companies are, are kind of like wearing many hats. You're asked to do additional things. You're pulled into side projects. You were hired for this, but you really show a lot of skill over here. So you then were given the opportunity to do that. And now you realize that that's what you really want to be doing. And you want to explore those skills more, which is why they're looking for a new opportunity. So we should never be wanting candidates to lie during the interview process. Because 
we don't want people to tell us what they think we want to hear. We want people to tell us the truth so we can uncover if someone is right for us. When we ask candidates to lie, and even when this prep is like, here's the exact answer candidates should say to, to when they're asked these questions, it's really just producing cogs in the wheel. It's really just producing things where it's like, we want standardized employees that can just go into a corporate position and be unhappy, but they're getting work done. And as small businesses, who we hire really, really matters. So we want to ask questions that uncover if this person is right for us. We want to ask questions where we know how do we, how do we connect their answer to our idea candidates and are they our idea candidate or not? And if they're not, say thank you, but this isn't a fit and we're gonna find our idea candidate. It is so, so important as a small business to focus on finding your idea candidate not the candidate that gives you some generic, well-rehearsed answer. So really know what you should be asking during your hiring process to uncover the right information. And sometimes, and this is one thing we do a lot of times when we're helping our, our clients hire, is the beauty of the follow-up question. All right, so they told you this. How are we going to follow up to make sure that they're telling you the truth? How are we going to connect the dots to make sure that this is actually a candidate that is going to do well in our position and not a candidate that is just telling us what we want to hear. All right, so there's kind of my rants of reviewing these five ways or five questions that they're telling candidates to lie about during the job interview process that one, once again, we should never be telling a candidate to lie during the process. We should never be expecting lies. We should want the truth. And we should know what we want when we ask questions because what you want is different than another organization. And I've said it before today and you've heard me say it a million times if you've listened to this podcast is just because someone's great at what they do does not mean they're right for you. So you need to find the candidate that is right for you. And that means knowing what you're looking for with every question that you ask a candidate at all stages of the hiring process. Are you ready to hire a new team member for your business and you want to ensure you hire the person who can succeed in the role, make you happy, and positively impact your bottom line? Then let's talk and see how growing your team can help you master the art of hiring. Through bespoke hiring frameworks and comprehensive guidance, you will learn how to attract candidates who have the passion you desire and the skills needed to succeed. At Growing Your Team, women entrepreneurs and leaders work with us to help them expand their unique businesses by teaching them how to hire like a pro. Let's connect and see how we can help you. Send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. That's Jamie, J-A-M-I-E at growingyourteam.com or head on over to growingyourteam.com slash jumpstart with jumpstart being all one word. And let's talk about how you can become a confident leader who hires right every single time.